Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 30, season two of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday and on Facebook throughout the season. Good evening, Richie. Uh, we're down to four teams now, and there were—I thought there were two pretty good games of football, although one was by a larger margin than I expected. What did you think of the round? Yeah, I thought they were good games, enjoyable to watch. Like you say, Manly, Manly were dominant and, and had a blowout, but they scored some really lovely tries. And then one Different. real armrest, one real armrest, which was very exciting to watch and, and had a lot of finals intensity about it. So yeah, I enjoyed Different. it, mate. Definitely. And while we're here live on Facebook on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week. We'll then do a review of finals week two and go over our picks. Um, We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as some questions we've got for each other. Then we'll review finals week three and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight into the the news there, Richie. Let's do it, mate. And see Simon's here. Evening, Simon. Hey, Simon. And yeah, Paul. Paul, uh, we promised Paul will be a, a shorter show, but who knows? Who knows what will happen? <laughs> um, first bit of news, um, because I want to kind of keep the Warriors relevant. Um, Ashley Taylor was seen speaking with Nathan Brown and Cameron George during the week. We spoke last week on the show that um, Taylor hasn't yet got a contract. And if we thought someone should pick him up, we were both saying someone should grab him um, at the right price. We didn't mention if the Warriors should grab him, though. So yeah. what are, what are your thoughts on um, Ashley Taylor potentially being a Warrior? This is the news that's got all of the Warriors fan base divided down the middle, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mind it, but the key thing is the price tag, like, like you mentioned. If the price is right, then I'm all for it. And I think he brings a, some experience and also takes 
takes a lot of the pressure off his shoulders if, if the price tag isn't quite as large, especially with Sean Johnson coming. You know, I, th- I don't think he'll expect it to be the main man. And I, I think that could work in his favour because he's definitely got talent. He's just got to rediscover it. And if he rediscovers it here for a good price, I don't mind at all. What about you? Yeah, you say that the Warriors fans have been divided over this, but it sounds like we're on the same side of the fence here. Uh, yeah. I I think he he was rumoured um, when it was potentially going to be a Raider that it was going to be a very low offer. So I expect the same type of money if he did come to the Warriors. And I think a key stat I saw was the amount of games that Sean Johnson and Chanel Harris-DeVita play in a season. They don't... Um, really get through a whole season unscathed. So you are going to need a player of depth. Um, And I think he would be a good depth player. Sean O'Sullivan's confirmed that he isn't taking the offer that the Warriors gave him and he's going to go elsewhere. I believe it's still, I I think there were rumors it would be Warrington in the Super League. Yeah. And um, so if you, right as we're sitting right now, if you lose one of those guys... You've got Cody Nicarima in the halves. And in all honesty, I would rather have Ashley Taylor in the halves than Cody Nicarima. Um, it's like I said last week, the biggest thing with Taylor was his price tag. He wasn't playing like a million dollar player. Yeah. But then it wasn't his fault that the Titans offered him a million dollars because I don't know anyone that would say no to a million dollars. Um, even if they know in their heart they're not a million dollar player. So. There's been nothing official, but to be honest, there doesn't seem to be anyone else willing to throw him a lifeline. So if he does want to keep playing rugby league in the NRL, uh, it seems almost a shoo-in that he would end up in the Warriors camp. And it doesn't, I'm not coming out here saying I want Sean Johnson and Ashley Taylor starting in the halves next year. I think Chanel and Sean should still be your starting point for your halves. But if one of them go down, he's not a bad guy to back up. So yeah, I'm I'm at least interested. Uh, I'll I'll say that much. Um, next bit of news, uh, it kind of flows into one of the games we're going to review in a second. But the uh, Panthers trainer has been um, suspended for the rest of the season, and the Panthers have been fined twenty five thousand dollars for his um, controversial stoppage in the Eels-Panthers game. The Eels were getting a bit of a roll on. One of the Panthers players got hurt and he stopped the match, but he didn't stop the match in the way that you're meant to. And uh, it kind of, it's a hard situation because I had picked the Panthers, so I was still hoping the Panthers would get the win for my tips. Um, But you could definitely see Parramatta were getting a roll on in that part, but we won't go too far into that because we've got a review to do for that. But what did you think about the situation itself and the punishment? The punishment I, I agree with, and I'm glad the NRL went in hard on this. The situation itself, uh, yeah, not a fan of not a fan of what the trainer did because, like you say, Parramatta were getting a roll on, and I know the defence was was very, you know, the defence was on for both teams in that game and you can't guarantee Parramatta would have scored. But I think it was Mitch Kenny from the Panthers. He he was laying down, not in the way of play at all. And the trainer basically ran to the touch judge and asked the touch judge to stop the games without even 
going to the player and assessing him first. And yeah. I, I think that's against, I'm pretty sure it's against NRL protocol, but it's against the spirit of the game too, if you ask me. So I'm glad the NRL have gone hard. It doesn't, it doesn't help the eels in any way now, you no. know, now, now that it's all said and done, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not the best look for the Panthers. Yeah, not good at all. Um, yeah, it's a hard situation because you can't. I think the punishment's fine. Um, I know there's been a lot of comments that it's not harsh enough. It's uh, what a coulda, shoulda situation. Would did that stop the Parramatta's um, chances of winning? You could say it, it stopped their momentum, but they still had yeah. a chance. They dropped the ball in the in the dying stages of the game. That um, was what sealed their their fate. But yeah, it's it's good to see them actually come out and punish um, one of the trainers because we've seen uh, specifically this Panthers trainers done it before. Mm. Um, but we've seen a few trainers um, be a bit sneaky and play around in the the grey area with what their their job is. So. Hopefully, it's a show that in the future we're going to have less impact on the game from these trainers. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where we don't have Alfie Langer playing full time with the Broncos <laughs> running out the backfield, but um, hopefully, a step in the right direction. Um, we'll see there. But next bit of news I had to change it because it basically looked like Michael Maguire had coached his last game for the Tigers. Um, it was basically ready to be announced that he was getting fired. And then uh, a last-minute change of heart by the board changes it. Um, so, yeah, so I'm just asked the question now. So, yeah, uh, Michael Maguire is still going to be the coach next year. Um, they were going to get rid of him, but, yeah, the the Tigers board changed their mind. What do you What do you think? We talked about it quite a bit last week. Yeah. Where I, I think the problem is above Maguire and not yeah, Maguire absolutely. himself. Um, yep. I, I've had a bit more time to reflect on it. I'm happy they, they haven't cut Madge because he's a really good coach, I believe. I don't believe all the Tigers' problems uh, lay on him. Like we spoke about last week, you know, I think it goes further up. I I believe that he does deserve at least one more year. Have a dig with what what little recruitment they've done for next year. I know they've got Jackson Hastings and one or two others. See how they go then. Um, maybe without the pressure of a documentary as well, and and see how they go. But I'd, I'd say if if we're looking at a similar situation performance wise this time next year, I mean. He may fall on a sword then, but I believe he he needs he deserves at least one more year. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I think um, the board and their CEO are the problems, and that documentary did not help matters yeah. because that documentary made their CEO look clueless. And they, Simon mentioned in the comments as well that there's not enough decent coaches available, which I agree with. It's the same with a lot of the people that want to see Nathan Brown fired at the Warriors. Um, letting a coach go is one thing, but finding a suitable replacement that's going to do a better job is another. It's mm. it's not like you have Craig Bellamy and you, you have Wayne Bennett who has nowhere to go, but he has stated that he wants to go home to, to Brisbane. So the only way you could potentially see him getting a gig was if the Broncos were looking at getting a coach again. 
Um, he's not going to want to go um, and be in Sydney with the Tigers. And I, I'd love to see him go and go to Redcliffe for for a year. Um, not and just even maybe whisper in Nathan Brown's ear and give him some pointers. But I, I think he's going to enjoy his retirement. He's a hundred years old now, anyway. But there aren't any other coaches off the top of my head that I would say this guy will change that team. You've got Paul Green available again. I don't see Paul Green turning that Tigers team around. There's a lot of work that needs to be maybe, done. Maybe, uh, maybe Shane Flanagan. He's another yeah. name. He's another one. Um, the Tigers have got enough dramas. They don't need to add peptides to it. <laughs> yeah, good point. But, um, but yeah, good to see him continue. There's, I, I still think they're going to be one of the guy or one of the teams in the running for the wooden spoon next year. So yeah. it might be the same story this time next year on, on season three of the standoff where we talk about Maguire being let go. So good luck to him. Um, we'll just have to see what happens. Um, I've only got one little bit of naughty boy corner, but we'll do it early. Anthony Milford has been, uh, was arrested on three counts of assault and one count of reckless property damage. No word yet on what this means for his contract with the Rabbitohs, but kind of came out of left field um, for me. He he hasn't really been known, to my knowledge, to have that many off-field dramas. What did you take out of this? Well, uh, it's just a shame. He, uh, you know, he started coming good performance-wise towards the back end of the year, and I think he had four or four you know, at least three or four pretty commanding performances and, and was pretty instrumental in the Broncos. A uh, little bit of a resurgence towards the back end of the year, but it wouldn't be a rugby league season without a bit of Mad Monday stories. So, you know, nothing surprises yeah. me these days in, in regards to that. They're, they're um, extending Mad Monday to quite a few weeks now. And but, uh, uh, I, see, I see Mark's joined us too. Evening, Mark. Hey, Mark. Um, next bit of news, we had Isaac Luke announced his retirement. Um, obviously, a, a storied career with the Rabbitohs, Warriors, Dragons, and Broncos. Um, sad to see him go, but I think he, he'd done quite well in his career. He was very good with the Rabbitohs. Not as good as I would have liked at the Warriors. He had that one really good year. Um, kind of when they announced his signing and Roger and that, I kind of had a this is our year moment. Um, when we had, <laughs> we had almost the entire uh, Kiwi spine at the club, but it wasn't to be. Um, what are your thoughts on Isaac's career in a whole? Oh, I, I love Bully. I, I've really enjoyed watching him play over the years uh, for, for all the different clubs and also the Kiwis. I think he played with a hell of a lot of passion. And, you know, in his heyday, in his prime, he was right up there as one of the best rakes in the league his running game was probably unparalleled you know when you stack up all the other hookers against them um yeah i'll have some great memories of watching him play and and yeah i just wish him all the best and and um yeah i think he's had a great career and i'll i'll look back fondly on on bully yeah yeah Great career, and um, I see he, he does a lot of um, video game streaming now. So yeah, he's I catch that. I he, still feel so- I still feel sorry for him at the back of the Rabbitohs when he got suspended and rubbed out of their grand final appearance. You know, that's that's the one thing I think he probably 
would look back on it and have a bit of regret. But you know, yeah. I think I think he should have been allowed to play that game just quietly. I think so too. Um, we're, we're going back into some Warriors talk again. Reese Walsh, um, our Lord and Savior, he won the RLPA Rookie of the Year award. Um, this one, we I've got. The, some Dalian news coming up, but this one is the Rugby League Players Association Awards. So this is voted by the actual players themselves. The players, yeah. Um, so quite good to see that the players recognise um, that he's better than Sam Walker. I know your question <laughs> to me is about that, so we won't go into that part too too much. But um, what do you think about Reese getting getting the nod? I think think it was well deserved and. Um, yeah, good to see him get some credit. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to see him get some credit. I think it would have come down bet- to between um, Walsh and Sam Walker. I don't, I don't really see anyone else who, who was sort of up there with those two. But uh, you know, when you look at Reese Walsh, he was he was a, a little injury away from playing rep footy this year in his rookie season at 18, 19 years old. So. You know, he made a pretty compelling case for these kind of accolades, and I can't say I disagree too much. And um, yeah. very happy, very happy about happy about it being a Warriors fan. Yeah, and I'm sure it's not going to be the the last award he gets in his career. Um, I think he is potentially going to be a guy that will always be in the running for some big nods. Um, with all my fingers and toes crossed as a Warriors fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm sure it's not the the last time we're going to talk about him getting awards. Um, Ryan James, though, another bit of news. It looks certain that he's going to be joining the Broncos. It's basically yep. all signed, sealed, and delivered. It's just waiting on Canberra to give him the permission to leave um, the Raiders, which, in all honesty, I see happening. Uh, I think it's been clear that... He isn't being a player that Ricky is relied on um, to the point where he let him go off and play for the Bulldogs and stuff. So it doesn't seem like a guy they're going to really try to hold on to, um, probably help them on the cap side of things too. Uh, what do you think about Broncos picking him up? I think it's a pretty smart signing, in my opinion, for the Broncos. You look at their pack, a lot of really promising players, but they're also quite young uh, age-wise, so I think Ryan James will add a lot of experience and, you know, another another big body to add there. So now they'll have Haas, Ryan James, big Thomas Flegler, if he can sort his discipline out. I mean, I think they've got a pretty, pretty good pack building there. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's not a bad idea. Uh, I think it will take some pressure off Payne Haas as well. Um, mm. He's obviously still your your bona fide superstar in the Broncos pack. Yeah, but it's um, it's very much been for basically his entire career. Basically, all the pressure has been on him to make the meters do everything in that pack. So to have a guy like Ryan James who can get in there and do the hard yards for you, I think is is a great decision um we just got to wait and see we'll we'll most likely have it official by the time we we go live next week so i'll I'll keep an eye on that for everyone but yeah it basically sounds like it's it's all done um we just need the official press release and uh before we get into daily m's uh one last bit of news kind of came up uh, i believe it was either today or yesterday or like last night but melbourne storm have announced that 
they are giving their members a free season pass for next year um, as a thank you for their support in the past two years with um, very few games played in Melbourne due to the COVID situation. Uh, the only asterisk on it is the members have to have been members for at least the past two years. I think it, it's it's not a bad gesture. I, I've seen a lot of people say this is something the, the Warriors should do. But and as a Warriors member, I just want to see them play at Mount Smart. And to I think the difference here is Melbourne's fans have paid the last two years for season tickets where the Warriors have actually taken that off the table you're not as a Warriors fan you had the choice you had the option to donate your membership but they weren't charging you um for games that weren't there so I I don't have a lot of money so I didn't donate mine I kept it so I could um eat and um (laughs) um I got mine moved over to this year which didn't happen because they didn't play there's been no word from the club as of yet. I assume it's a similar situation where they'll roll it over to next year if they get any games at Mount Smart next year. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a great gesture from Melbourne um, to their fans. And um, hopefully for them they get some some games or a few more games in Melbourne next year. It's, it's not really the best of times in Melbourne right now with I believe there's yeah. an earth, earthquake today and there's been riots today yep. as well so um not the the greatest stuff for there um and yeah mark's made a good point um saying no ability to engage with sponsors and corporate partners has affected the warriors money making opportunities too yeah um i don't think melbourne are struggling on the money side of things due to being there uh, but the warriors not being in new zealand for the past two years is seriously hampered the money making abilities so um as much as people would like to see them give out free tickets i don't see it being an option and i don't think warriors fans um actually care to get a free ticket i think if you could tell us that we got games that might smart again we'd happily pay for it there's there's no no one asking for freebies we just want to get the boys home um so yeah it's it's a nice idea from melbourne because they are financially able to um they wouldn't be offering it if they couldn't afford it um i'll say it that much but uh the last bit of news before we get into finals was the deli m's we talked about it last week that they decided they're going to make the deli m's two nights the first night was this monday just gone and the second night is next monday um didn't do that well in terms of um viewership because in all honesty, I didn't even realize that it was on this Monday just gone. And I try to watch everything I can um, about leagues. So, and the first one wasn't really that filled with awards. They um, they gave a, what, the Ken Irvine medal, which is top try scorer to Alex Johnston. The top yeah. point scorer award went to Ruben Garrick. Um, then they did the try of the year and tackle of the year. Try of the year went to Tommy Turbo which should have an asterisk next to it and say Ruben Garrick because it was that try where Ruben ran from yeah. the end goal, did all the work, and then Tommy Turbo just got a, a nice little um, pass at the end from Dale Cherry Evans. Um, tackle of the year went to Xavier Coates for his try-saving tackle. Um, and then they gave the VB Hardest Working Player of the Year 
which went to Isaiah Papali'i from the Eels. Uh, good to nice. see him um, get to end his year. Midley, he would have wanted to go further in the playoffs, but it's a nice wrap on him after what was quite an awful year for him in his final year as the Warriors. And think, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the extra level he goes. Um, and then the the most of the night was talked, like Mark's just said, um, the experts talking about the the top five finalists for the Delhi Medal. Um, those finalists were Dale Cherry Evans, Tommy Turbo, Nathan Cleary, James Tedesco, and Cody Walker. I yeah, it wasn't really the best night. Um, I think pushing it out to two nights is just too much because they have to add filler. And when you've got, I'll, I'll get in trouble because I know he watches every week. But when you've got Braith and Asta trying to give you his his insights in the game, um, it makes me want to change the channel. Yep. I, I don't. Yeah, he. I don't. I don't know how to politely say it. I don't. I don't like his takes on football. Um, I don't think he's the the smartest um, analysis or analyst, I should say. Um, but yeah, I think one night is better. I think get it all in the running and go. But um, we won't go too much into the Dalian stuff because my question is about the Dalian medal. So we'll hold that for you. But what were your takes on the the show? Did you did you watch it? I didn't even catch it, Brad, to be honest. Um, I, I obviously caught up with the awards um, on social media the following day, et cetera. I can't say I disagree with too many of them. I was I was happy for Ice, Papali'i, um, try the year. I can't argue. Um, the, the five finalists I find a bit weird. Um, it, it just rules a few, couple people out. And I know people like Jerome Hughes were really close, if not equal, with a couple of those guys on – Dalian points. Um, yeah, I find it weird. There's no Melbourne players in there, especially someone like Jerome Hughes. Or, you know, I think he's probably gone just as well as a couple of those guys. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, um, the biggest problem with Melbourne is they have so many. Yeah, like you, you've got. You could say like Nico Hines dominated for a period. Jerome Hughes did as well. Yeah. Ryan Pappenhausen, there's all the, they they're stealing the points off each other. Um, there is that there is that argument. I mean, I think that's why sometimes you see guys who dominate on on teams that aren't performing so well sometimes do quite well at Dalians. Like we had Roger win it a couple of years ago, and Luke Brooks taking up halfback Dalian halfback of the year a couple of years ago, and then you know, yeah. Well, you but, saw when when the um, the tally stopped being made public. Roger was still in the running, and yeah, um, who's to say he wouldn't if he had stayed for the rest of the season? If he would still be in talks, we're not mm. sure. Um, but yeah, we'll cover that a bit more um, in our questions. So we may as well just jump straight into our finals reviews. Only two this week, but first Ooh. up, we had we had uh, Friday night Manly defeating the Roosters forty-two to six. Um, I'll just do a little funny side note on this story. Um, I I was convinced they'll win. I didn't think it would be the, by this margin, but I kind of mentally switched off as the game went on. Um, I'll let everyone know. I sent you a message during the game that me and my flatmates started compiling two league teams made out of Marvel and DC comic book characters because we were kind of... <laughs> 
the game was over already and we weren't really paying as much attention as we would like to in a final series. Um, you didn't respond to my message or my teams, so you were heavily invested in the game. But, um, yeah, of course. That, that just shows <laughs> you how I mentally switched off. I, I had the attention span of a toddler, so um, that does happen. But, yeah, what were your takes on this game before I derail it with my talks of superheroes? Yeah, you're more the comic book sort of guy, mate. I, I, I wouldn't have made any changes to your team, hence my non-reply. But <laughs> <laughs> I was quite engrossed, and, and I know it was one-sided, but Manly were playing fabulous footy. Hey, Paul. Well, we should definitely we should have the teams up. We should have sat and got a graphic. We could have them all lined up. We could see uh, where, the, where, where, where Thor goes and uh, uh, will Superman uh, Fire be, through, uh, be the halfback or, or, or where do you play? I mean, this this is this might have to be a supporter special out out um, that uh, uh, maybe in three parts. If Richard, if Richard wants to compile um, the 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 image. Um, I, I'll send him the details and we can do that for next week. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and yet Simon said it's hard to follow a final when you hate both teams, especially Manly and the Roosters. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like I said, I know it's controversial, but I'm, I'm growing affection for Manly and I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> but I'm at the moment with the teams left, Manly are the team I'm going for. Um, we'll get into reasons why there's another team that I thought was going to be my team once the Warriors bowed out, but they have taken over as a team that I really don't like anymore, but we'll cover that later on. But yeah, I think um, I think yeah, it's just we saw, as Mark's huge male fan, we'll tune in next week, Mark, when we pull up our team's um, there was quite a few arguments in the household because we um, didn't agree on everybody, but it was a consensus from the household. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll put those together for next week. But, yeah, um, Tommy Turbo um, was shut down last week. Um, or, and, or not last week, when they played the Storm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. My mind's blanking. Um, he was it shut was down. Um, he, was, he was let... Um, loose this in this game, and he just had a field day. Um, he what he scored two tries, was just everywhere on attack. Stock yeah, there standard, we, stock standard game from him. Yeah, there we go. Um, and yeah, he it's all going to be, um, whenever you're playing manly, if you can shut him down, you have a chance. If you can't shut him down, things like this happen. I know a lot of people have come out and said Manly are, are flat track bullies, um, and we um, yeah, stop distracting me. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> I, Captain America, I don't think was our lock. It was an argument, um, but back to the game. This is what we're here for, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Um, we, we can argue about it till the, the sun goes down, but I still think Tommy Turbo is the best fullback in the game. Um, James Tedesco, he didn't really do enough for me in this game. Um, mm. I it's, it's still hard. I The Roosters went further in the playoffs than I gave them credit for with the, the amount of injuries and stuff they've had. I kind of expected them to bow out in the first week. 
So the fact that they got here, it's just sad to see them go out losing by this much. Yeah, especially with it being Morris's last game. But I, I think yeah. they ran out of they ran out of gas and and yeah. in my eyes, Brad. I think you know they've had a tough season with a decimated squad and I think Manly started the game and went bang, bang, bang within the first twenty minutes, three out of their four players in their spine had scored tries. Uh, yeah. and that was pretty much game put to bed and, and they just put the icing on the cake from there with Morgan Harper, Saab. Cody Walker coming on the field was was awesome and I think he's been really good since he's come back from from injury in that number 14 role. Um, Dylan, Dylan Walker. Sorry, Wal- yeah. wrong Walker, Dylan Walker. Yeah. Cody, yeah. Cody's the other one. Um, Cody's the Cody's the, the better one. Um, yeah, and I believe um, Dylan's had his contract extended as well, which is good to has see. Has he? he? Yeah. I thought it was still up in the air, but... Um, I'm pretty sure they confirmed it yesterday. Oh, um, cool. But yeah, that's good to see. He has really bounced back. Um, and yeah. He, he's, yeah, he's taken that number 14 role with both hands. And I think as years or as the NRL progresses, I think we're going to see that number 14 play a more vital role um, mm. with how the game's speeding up. Having that number 14 being able to come on and um, change the tempo is really beneficial. You see it um, with you know, Melbourne kind of have been the masters of it for a while. Yeah. Um, helps that they have, you know, all the, the best hookers in the game. Uh, it, it helps them yeah. out. But, um, yeah, it's it's at least – it's disappointing to see the Roosters go out in this way, but it's set up a really good matchup um, for, for this weekend. And yet, Mark said, Manly's ability to be where they are without a recognised nine is pretty good effort as well. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, the fact they're doing it without a, a superstar hooker, which is what we always talk about every week, is like how important that hooker is to your team. They're doing it without it, but I suppose when you've got a guy like Tommy Turbo, it it kind of it makes up for that deficiency um, for them. Where you you probably see it the other way with other teams, where they have a really good hooker, but they probably don't have the best fullback mm. uh, or things like that. So. They've made up for it, but if you can get a decent hooker for this team, um, they're going to be scary, um, providing Tommy Turbo stays healthy. They already um, are pretty scary, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, unfortunate to see Morris go out in a, a game like this, but, um, yeah, great matchup this week, um, which oh, yeah. we'll talk about shortly. But that brings us to the last game of the round, uh, Panthers defeating the Eels 8-6. This is more of a, a finals game, I, I think. It was um, really close. But what did yeah. you take? What was your take on this game? Oh, this was a spicy game. This one had a lot in it. Uh, yeah, it just had that finals intensity, you know. Both teams were defending the house down. Um, you know, you look at an 8-6 scoreline, you could be, if you didn't watch the game, could be mistaken for thinking it was a, a sort of a dour sort of a game, but it, it really wasn't. There was just so much intensity, a lot of big hits, controversy with people milking, trying to milk penalties and trainers uh, doing dodgy acts. Um, and then the game going right down to the wire. So uh, I think it had had a bit of everything. And I, I feel a bit sorry for for Parramatta. <laughs> I was, I was kind of hoping Parramatta might get that one done for their long suffering fans, but yeah, it was a very brutal game. 
very brutal. What do you think, yeah. Brad? Yeah, I have to give the Eels all the credit in the world. Um, Mark's made a good point saying if um, Reed Mahoney was um, or Modi was playing, they probably would have got. Yeah, they were missing him. He he's been a big loss for them, and I have to be honest, I wrote them off before playoffs. I didn't even pick them to beat the Knights. No, so, you didn't. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that you know they they played so so well, just like I thought. I thought they were rubbish. I rubbed them out, and they've proved me wrong. They played really well. I believe they should have won this game. Um, mm. That's that whole trainer thing we talked about in the news segment didn't help them. They had the ball rolling, and the Panthers were in trouble. But they still had a chance, and there was an unfortunate – I think it was a miscommunication where they, they threw to the big boy up the front, and he dropped the ball. Um, it didn't look like it was meant to be. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Going to him. He, Paulo, he didn't eh? ready. Yeah. Junior um, Paulo. Yeah. Junior Paulo. It didn't look like he was ready to get the ball. I think it was meant to go behind him. Yeah. Um, and that was what sealed their fate for them, unfortunately. But what I talked about with the Manly being a team I don't like, Penrith have taken that spot for me. Yeah. Um, Penrith of my team last year, I was fully on board with them. I wanted to see them go all the way. This year I was like, I'm all on Penrith. But Penrith have become a team that I just don't like, not because they're successful, but they uh, they continue to be one of those grubby teams that is the reason why I don't like Manly in Melbourne. Mm. Um there, there was many moments in there. Um, yeah, Mark brought up a good one. Yeah, Blake Ferguson, Captain Cruiser. That was embarrassing. Um, yeah, Blake um, Ferguson lying down because someone broke his neck, and then as soon as the whistle blew, he <laughs> jumped up and was ready to fight. It, it, it got to. It was a very soccer-like moment. We, it yeah, created, it created a lot of conversations in my household during the game. Of is that what the NRL is going to become? Where Every time someone gets it tackled, already, they're gonna they're gonna lie it down. They is. Are, yeah, it's already becoming. It. But if you're gonna milk the penalty, you don't get up as soon as you've got the penalty, which is what you see in football. They they break their leg, and then as soon as they get it, they're up and yeah. celebrating. Um, yeah, Blake Ferguson. I don't. I'm not going to say he'll learn because I don't know if he he has that capability. But <laughs> no. we. They got to stop the milking, but yeah, what I was saying with Penrith, they 
they are grubby. They do a lot of off the ball stuff. We saw it with um, Jerome Luai holding yep. back. Uh, yeah. Player. Um, we've seen Luai does it a lot. He there was last year. He he stood on Cody Nakarima's head. Nothing yeah. came of it. There are little things like that. I but, think uh, a couple of weeks ago he tripped Jaden Sewer too after yeah. after uh, when he, after he passed the ball to take him out of the D line. So you're right. He does. I wanted to ask you, Brad, because you bring up a good point with their grubbiness. Um, did you catch Brad Arthur's post-match press conference after the game? Because he was pretty dirty about those incidents, especially with Luai pulling um, Mitch Moses out of the line. Uh, did you catch it and do you do you agree with him? What do you reckon about what yeah. he said? Yeah, I, it'd be frustrating. It's very hard being... A, a, a watcher and fan of league that isn't necessarily a fan of either team. But in that situation, you take the eels out, put the warriors in, I'd be filthy. Um, yeah. I, I'd be pulling out all this conspiracy theories that we've seen from eels fans. Um, it's yeah. And I think he also made a comment about um, Ivan kind of getting what he wanted when yep. he went on a rampage about the referees the week before. Um, it's, I don't like it. I don't like hearing them complain, but it works. Um, Wayne Bennett, Ricky Stewart in that are really good. They'll come out and pinpoint and attack the refs. Take, as you said, before we went on, on air, um, take the heat off their players that are doing Mm. all these little grubby things and get all the focus put on the coach. And then the next week you generally get a bit of a softer run with the referees um, so it works, and there was a few things here that maybe if he hadn't called out the referees, they might not have been let to go. But um, yeah, it's really changed. Um, I think on Twitter, um, I'm not the greatest on Twitter, but there was a, a trending hashtag of anyone but Penrith, um, yeah, which just that. kind of showed that <laughs> everyone is turning on Penrith, which is strange because Penrith was everyone's team last year. Um, and uh, Mark made a comment saying that they've become arrogant. I think that has yeah. kind of come through, um, that they, they do seem to be quite an arrogant team now, which people don't like. like uh, that's the Melbourne thing. <laughs> Melbourne's mm. the arrogant team because they win all the time. Um, well, I think that was discussed a lot back when earlier in the season when Penrith played um, the Raiders, and then they scored in the corner, and, and Stephen Crichton pulled Tarpany into the – into the celebration when he was just waiting to be subbed on and caused the fight. That was the whole talk around then that they become arrogant. So I think, I think you're right, Mark. Yeah. And Simon said he, he's in favor of the, the coaches and players. Fine. I, he said finding, but I think it means fining um, yeah. and leaving the uh, morons on the NRL panel to criticize the refs or leave it to the morons that do shows here on Wednesday. Um, we, <laughs> we're, we're happy to criticize referees all the time. But it works. The reason they do it is because it works. Um, if you if you point out their situation and say, I think they they didn't do their job properly, they're going to make a bigger effort to um, not be complained about the next week. So it's it's that tactical thing. Um, it's yeah. And Mark said anything less than a premiership has to be a failed season for Penrith. Hundred percent. I don't see them doing it. I I. I said last week on our show that I think this season was done. Um, 
And yeah, I thought they would beat the, the Eels like they have, but I don't see them going very far. They have a very hard game this week um, that I don't see them coming out of. Um, spoilers for who I pick and that. But um, do you have anything else you want to touch on before we move into what our picks were and where we're going next? No, no, let's move on, mate. I think we've we've done that game to death and, and had a nice little slag session on the Panthers, which which felt good, I must admit. Um, yeah, we can we can move on from that. Yeah, so our picks, we both had the same picks and we got both games right. We both picked Manly and we both picked Penrith. So um, that has you leading five out of six and me behind four out of six. And um, while we've got the ladder up here, we'll do it the same as we did last week. We'll hold the questions back and we'll go straight into our picks and predictions. So um, this week we've got Melbourne versus Penrith. I've gone with Melbourne. Um, I think... I think, yeah, they got, they got it around the other way. Um, so we'll go with the other way first. Sorry, we've got Rabbitohs, Manly. I've gone with Manly. Who have you gone with? Uh, yeah, I would have gone Manly if they had Captain America at 13, but I've I've gone Rabbitohs. I just wanted to be different to you, Brad. Uh, <laughs> I had a feeling you'd pick Manly. I think this game will be really tight. So, um, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm a bit on the side of the fence that um, Manly are – flat track bullies and they're coming up against a proper team this week yeah i as much as i've hated admitting it um i am fully on board with manly so it's it's what I, i'm going with i think um i don't think the rabbitos are as good as manly as melbourne are at stopping tommy turbo and i think that's going to be the difference okay but so the, the the real question though is we all need to know, Richie, is um, are you uh, swanning off to be on the, another podcast um, live show during the uh, um, during these games? <laughs> are, are you, have 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 you had a big money offer? Oh, my calendar's open. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> if anyone calls, I, um, I'm sure I could do something. And no, I'm I'm still available right now. So if anyone wants to feature me, feel free to uh, jump in my inbox. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I'm looking at the picture, and we we actually had Captain America as our halfback. Oh, there um, you go. Um, we've got Iron Man at 13. I wanted to have it the other way, but I got outvoted. Um, but we'll do those teams later. It's just you guys keep talking about it, so I pulled it up on my phone to see <laughs> what the picture I sent. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, okay. And then, yeah, the big game of the round um, early on Sunday – uh, on Saturday, sorry, as we said last week, due to um, due to the um, AFL final, um, I've gone with Melbourne. One, um, I, I as we've just spent like the last half an hour talking, I'm kind of hating on Penrith at the moment, but I think Melbourne are the team right now. Out of the four teams left, they are the uh, cream of the crop. They haven't really put a foot wrong for quite some time. Mm. Traditionally, I've heavily disliked Melbourne. Um, I think it had a lot to do with them having all the key Queensland players for the past few years. Kind of like Manly, I've softened on them a bit this year. You know, they've got a couple of good Kiwis in there and they play play really attractive footy. Still don't like them, but I hope they, I hope they put a score on the Panthers this week <laughs> for all the reasons we just talked about. Um, and I've tipped Melbourne as well. 
And yeah, see Mark, there you go. Mark said he's doing a live watch for the grand final if you're keen to jump on. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, there you go. Richard's always going to say yes to, to any opportunity. Um, I'm sure I'll make an appearance somewhere to help you get views, Mark. So I'll do what I can. <laughs> tot, tot, <laughs> me. podcast tot. I just like being on camera, Paul. I, I, I started this show very uncomfortable in front of a camera, and now you can't get me away from them. So, um, yeah, that's I'll go anywhere. Um, so yeah, that's our predictions. So we've got one different again. So I may um, level it up if it goes my way and make it a deciding factor in the grand final, which would be interesting. Um, but yeah, so we've got you, Rabbitohs, me, Manly, and then both yep. with the Storm. Um, yes. So we'll go straight into our questions. Were there any questions in there? Um Non-comic book related, Paul. <laughs> no, all comic book related. This is the problem. So we have to. Uh, we'll, we'll Sorry, save those for next week. Uh, on the so, it, but but so I guess just to clear up, next week it, it's Marvel versus DC, right? Or, or just or, or, or have you mixed up your your superheroes? No, no it's um, Team DC and Team Marvel. Um, so it so came. I'll explain what happened. I was scrolling through Facebook when the game was on, and someone had put. Um, it was a, a podcast that I don't remember who it was, and I actually haven't listened to them before. But they put on Facebook, they I think they had four people on their show, and each of the four picked a WWE league team, where they got WWE wrestlers, um, past, present, and future type thing, and made a team. And they were horrible. They, Sorry, they, that, sounds, that sounds good, Brad. I think we should do that one. How do you do? How do you do future um, future wrestling stuff, Richie? Well, it's the young ones, you know. What I mean. <laughs> um, well, I tell you what, I'll bring mine to the party, and Richard, since you know that stuff, how about you compile um, a wrestling team for next week as well? That, that sounds great. Well, you, you can't just do one. He's got to go to like, like Nitro versus whatever the hell the other thing's called. I've got no idea. SmackDown versus Nitro or something. Yeah, we're. You I'll, I'll brainstorm some ideas, yeah. Um, sounds, good, sounds good, though. If you want, I'll compile my own team to go against yours to do it that way, if you want, yep. Paul. Team Bradburst, Team Richie and wrestling, and I'll show you guys the comic book ones for next week. So we actually have some more to talk about. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so no questions because you guys are all trying to take it over with comic book talk, which I appreciate, but we're here to do a show. Um, so we'll go with your question to me first. Um, Richie, cool, Brad. Um, so I was pretty pleased to hear that Reese Walsh picked up the RLPA Rookie of the Year award. I, I just wanted to know, and I, I already have a feeling I know which way you're going to go. But I, I thought it would be really close between Reese Walsh and Sam Walker for the Dallium Rookie of the Year award. Sam Walker's had a great season as well. Uh, he's featured in a lot of wins and tight games where he's he's kicked match-winning field goals. So, and then on the other side of the coin, Reese Walsh was selected for rep duties this year and was inj- an injury away from playing. So, what are your thoughts? Um, leaving all bias aside, um, who do you think picks up that award? Who would you choose? I would choose Reese. I think they're going to give it to Sam due to them going into the finals and him getting some like match winning moments. But I think Walsh has had the better year um, just due to the fact of the teams. I know the Roosters 
were um, ravaged, but they still had James Tedesco and all these players around him where you look, um, Reese was with the Warriors team, which weren't performing and had a lot of pressure on him from the start. It's one thing to be a youngster with a lot of pressure on you, like Sam Walker, with a whole lot of backup. But Reese didn't have that um, for a lot of the time. You think Roger was out on the wing, then Roger left. Um, his big boys in the front row um, were injured or suspended. Um, he really had kind of a Mickey Mouse. Every every week was a different team. Mm. Um, but the people selecting it, I think, will go with Walker. I don't agree with it, and I really hope that it's, it's Walsh because I think Walsh did better. I think um, there was a stat they showed that Reese Walsh's stats this year were better than Rogers the year he won Dallium. Mm. Uh, yeah, I saw that. The game has changed well, quite, a, quite a lot since then, though, hasn't it? It has, um, and I think he's done. Um, yeah, I think he's done a lot more um, with lesser. Mark's also said he thinks Schuest has to be a dark horse too. That's yeah, potential. Not a bad shot. The thing not I a bad don't shot. like. I know it's technically um, he's technically still classed as a rookie, but he played last year. So I don't care if you played one or two games um, the year before. I think you shouldn't play any games. Um, the year prior to be classed as a rookie, but it is in the rules. I think it's five games or less. Um, so, yeah, he he could potentially have good running because he's been very strong for Manly as well. Mm. I mean, but for his watch, you say was the you, you say he had no one else to support him, so therefore is the pressure off in the grounds that he wasn't expected to. There's no expectation to win any games or to drag the team through. What, what was the question again? Sorry, I said Walsh had more pressure on him because uh, he didn't have the supporting cast or the or the uh, or uh, around him. But does that in yeah. some way take the pressure off in the fact that they're not expected to win or, or expected to do anything, um, and therefore paid to go for in it? A way. In a way, in a way, yeah, yeah. Um, they 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 were both managed completely different throughout the year too. I think you know um, Nathan Brown was kind of reluctant at the start and and was. You know, he had still had Roger at fullback, and then I think there was there was a point where he just and I think Roger had a little bit to do with it, where Roger said he was happy to switch out to the wing and and have Reese Walsh starting at fullback, uh, and then Sam Walker from the start of you know pretty much from early on he was starting and was one of the main halves. Um, then towards the back end of the year in the finals, he's been used as a, as a sub to come on late in the game, and you know and clutch up a couple of those field goals. So they have been um, used quite differently as well. It should yeah. make for an in- interesting race. And I think that is a good point that I forgot to mention. Sam Walker actually got dropped this year as well because his performances did wane at times, mm. as youngsters do. Um, where Walsh kind of, he got his foot in that door and never left, um, apart from, you know, he, he had a suspension or two um, due to his fiery <laughs> little temper. Um <laughs> But yeah, I it's one of those things like it's it's obviously it's most likely going to be one of those two unless Schuster gets in there and it's great it's a great rap to get on your on your little stats but it's not if you don't win it it's not the end of you um, I I expect big things out of both these guys um, in the future um, Sam Walker um, I think's gonna probably you know. 
I, I always hate talking about second year syndrome and I really hope second year syndrome doesn't hit um, Reese because he's a warrior. Um, but I expect them both to be um, superstars of the game as their careers develop. So um, mm. yeah, one only one of them can get the nod for rookie of the year, um, unfortunately, but yeah, I expect big things out of both. What's your, what's your call, Brad? Make, make a call. Um, I'm going with Reese. Um, nice. And nice. Fox Fox keeps reminding us that Braith won it in 02 is what Mark's just said. We don't need to talk about Braith. That shows you how how bad the the award can be. Um, some years you just don't have a lot of good players coming through. Um, fortunately for Reese Walsh this year, we've got some really good young guys. Um, it's been a, it's been a great year for young rookies. Was Braith? Uh, he he started off with the Bulldogs, wasn't he? Well, does, yes. Back in 02, they were a real real gun side. So that you know, that's probably probably why. But then I think that was the year they got stripped of all their points too. For yes, um, they were they were cheating. They were cheating. So maybe he shouldn't have got that award back in 02. <laughs> yeah. So um my question for you though, um, was um oh Mark just asked, can we remember who won it last year? It was Harry oh, Grant. Oh god. Oh there you go. Harry Grant. Yeah. Harry Grant. Um that's I remember that I, I could be wrong. Um, you can you can fact check me, Mark. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Harry Grant. I think it was a landslide. Um, but um, I know Katoa was kind of in the running as a sneaky. He was. Um, but yeah, it was it was Harry Grant. Um, the only thing the Tigers won. Um, unfortunately, they knew he would win it and then leave them to go back to Melbourne. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, my question for you: We've got our five finalists for the Delhi Medal now. Um, as we talked about in our news, who do you think will take the honours? I have who I think, but I'll let mm. you go. Who who do you think is going to be the Delhi M medalist? Oh, look in that in that um, in that in that f- list of five finalists. There's a couple of blokes have had really fantastic years. Cody Walker, well, there's not Dylan Walker. Cody Walker uh, just went crazy with his try assist this year. DCE has also been at the heart of everything Manly's been doing. But for me, it's got to be Tommy Turbo. Um, I think you look at stats-wise, what he's done is pretty much unprecedented. And he didn't play all, the whole season. I think he's – has he made 20 games this year? I don't know if he's gone 20 or if he's just shy of 20. I think he's um, on like 17. Yeah, which is just crazy because I'm sorry, I didn't do my homework. Completely, so I'm just going off the top of my head. But I think, like, if you're correct there, Brad, 17 games, I think he had 50-something try involvements, um, five or six matches where he scored hat-tricks this year, including State of Origin. So, obviously, Origin doesn't factor into Delian, but he's just gone absolutely bananas stats-wise, and that stacks up against any individual season like you think of other players that have had crazy seasons over the past decade or so, you think Jared Hayne, 2009, Ben Barber, 2012. But stats-wise, Turbo this year has blown them out of the water and he's only played, you know, not even 20 games. So uh, pretty crazy to think and I think it's hard to go past him. Yeah, Mark made a good point though that Turbo didn't play um... – a few of those games when Manly got beaten. So there are two points that he won't get points on. Yeah. But um, 
which will make it close. I, I think it's really down to the two you said, Tommy Turbo and Cody Walker. Nathan started Nathan really missed, well. He missed a few Nathan, games as well, Nathan. Nathan missed quite a few games, um, yeah. which I think will take him out of the running. But you don't know. I know last year was a bit controversial um, because Jack Whiten got it, and mm. it should have been Gutherson, in my opinion. And there was a game, I think it was the last round or the second to last round, Gutherson had like the greatest game of his life and didn't get any points. Um, but if he had got those points, he probably would have taken it out. So it all depends on which um, which idiots are voting the Dell M in that game. But um, yeah, I think Cleary's out. I know Mark said it's going to be close between Cleary. I think he's out um, during the year. And Paul said, could we see joint winners like in 2014, 2016? Mm, that could potentially happen too. Um my prediction's always off. I didn't think Whiten was even in the running last year. Um, I think it will be Turbo, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cody Walker snuck in and got it. Um, mm. But then, for all we know, we, we could be talking um, next week and say Daly Cherry Evans got it. Um, that's, um, you just don't know. That's a nice discussion, actually, Brad. Going back to last year, you said, Guther- in your, your opinion, Gutherson probably got it. Had he got that, would he be worth that million dollars he's seeking? If he had got it, yes. But after playing playing this year, he would have had to give some money back to Parramatta. Um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I still don't think he's worth a million dollars. Um, yeah, and Mark said, interesting when they did the points the other night. The two games Walker didn't pull points in were the Tigers and Warriors games. Yeah. Um, Walker, Walker's really good. Um, yeah, and yeah, like you said, Walker was brilliant in that game against the Warriors. And he was. It's a it's, conspiracy. It's the Dallium um, <laughs> judging has always been pulled into question, um, yeah. because you'll see it. Some some players will play really well and not get any points, and then some will play okay, but get points because of who they are. Um, and it all depends on who um, is actually the, the people voting for that specific game. Unfortunately, Braith and Nesta usually votes in some games too, which um, shows how bad sometimes the decisions will be. Um, but then you also have some guys involved that actually had connections with one of the clubs, um, which can skew the voting. Um, mm. Be interesting to see. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I've I've railroaded your question, but yeah, I'm going with either Tommy or Cody. But we'll we'll know by our show next week anyway, so we'll we'll be able to talk about that in our news. Poor old Brayton Astor's copped a bit of heat this episode, isn't he? I, I just don't like him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he yeah, he infuriates me listening to a, he he says some very silly things, and as someone who who likes to say silly things regularly, I don't like other people doing it. Um, Vehicle. I don't get paid to do it, Richie, you see. Um, he gets paid to say silly things, which isn't great. And it's not funny silly. It's stupid silly. Um, you, have to get, what, you, get, you have to get Paul to redraw your contract then if you're not getting yeah. paid to talk silly. I, I think so. Um, I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago. R- 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 was... Richie's on a million dollar, dollar a year deal. I don't know. Richie's got all the money. Um, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago he was on commentary and he – said um, he hadn't seen a smile in the coach's box all night and all the coaches <laughs> were wearing face masks. Um, yeah, that so was a golden moment. 
you couldn't see it. It's silly things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm sure he'll be fine with my criticisms. I, I'm sure he'll get up in the morning okay. But, um, yeah, that was great questions. Um, we'll go into Super League now. Um, it's um, I know sometimes we run long and I skip it, but it was the final round and we're going into playoffs in Super League, so I don't want to miss it this week. Um, and um, we had a little bit of news, though. Mason Leno, former Warrior and Newcastle Knights player, um, he's playing for Wakefield Trinity now, and he's now set a new record of 36 consecutive conversions. Um, it's a record in both sides of the hemisphere. No one's ever done that many before. Um, what's your take on it? Um, Mason was always a, a dependable backup for the Warriors, and it was sad to see him go, but I understand you don't want to be a backup your whole life. And he's really, um, he's found himself a, a nice little home in Wakefield. Yeah, and it's a pretty cool little record to, to have. I mean, it's it's not an easy feat to accomplish, but yeah, reminds me of taking taking a couple of balls down the park here at Johnsonville. I think I've done that a couple of times. Right, so if speaking from experience, it's pretty tough. And um, before I get into the next bit of news, though, Simon, our, our Super League correspondent, also mentioned that the Super League have an alcoholic sponsor now, um, the Lock Loman Group. And he said he did ask them, um, he did send them a message to see if they're getting money out of the deal, but they haven't replied yet. Hopefully they're getting money and they're not just getting grog. Um, What's wrong with that? The quality of that grog is pretty good. Right? It's, that it's is good, good, but... It doesn't help you make your competition better with with the money that you need. <laughs> do you want free pizza or do you want free whiskey? I mean, or, or, or single malt whiskey? Your your choice. I've just come out of lockdown, Paul. So it'd probably be pizza. <laughs> KFC is the answer. That's the answer. Yeah. yeah. You were, I thought it was yeah. KFC for you, Brad. KFC, but a, um, a dirty bird. Oh, and I've actually got some breaking news. Um, Oh, what do you got? It, it, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but it's I've got news here that Jamal Fogarty is set to make a shot departure from the Titans and end up going to the Raiders. What does that mean for Ash Taylor? Well, Ash Taylor, um, he's, he's, he's gone. Oh. He, he doesn't have a deal with the Titans, so the Titans potentially may have to bring him back. I don't know. Um, well, maybe they've got someone else lined up. Yeah, that's just come out um, and nothing official from the club. So I will keep an eye on that story as it develops. And we'll obviously get to talk about that at length um, next week, because if that is true, that's a, a huge misstep from the Titans. Um, but yeah, back back into Super League. Um, Tui Lolo here is set to leave Salford um, now that the Salford season is done and is going to be joining Huddersfield on a two-year deal. Um, another another former Warrior. He, he's done quite well for himself in the Super League as well. Yeah. Um, didn't didn't really get to hit the ground running in the NRL. Um, I, I wasn't, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't too concerned when he left the Warriors, but I feel like he also wasn't used probably in the way that he would have liked at the Warriors either. He had a few great moments with the club while he was here, including that game against the Roosters where he had that breakaway before he set Roger up for the match winner mm. um, in Golden Point. And um, he's really done well in Salford, and I'm sure he'll do good things for Huddersfield. You got any takes on Lolo before we move on? 
Oh, I love Lolo. Uh, <laughs> he's 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 my man. Uh, yeah. yeah, I also remember him scoring the uh, the famous backflip try from Nathan Friend and against the storm against the storm against the storm and and to Sean Johnson to Sam Tompkins to Lola here in the corner. Uh, he's a very capable guy and and like you say, probably didn't take all his opportunities while he's with us, but. Uh, you know, I think in Super League, he'd naturally go very well because he's a he's a fantastic athlete. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll go well in Huddersfield. Yeah, and so the final round of Super League um, happened last week, and we've got the final six teams for playoffs. So we'll just go through the round before I say who was the the six teams. So Castleford lost to Warrington, forty to twenty four. Sorry, boys. Be- be- before we get on to that, I I, I do have to um. Uh, bring something up here to because uh, because there's been some uh, what do I say interesting um, pronunciations there from you so um, so let's just uh, get get an expert here as to um, as to how you're supposed to pronounce things. No, oh. I can't I can't hear it. Can we try again? Say Huddersfield or Huddersfield? It's Huddersfield. 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 Really stupid. <laughs> well, there you go, Brad. We'll have to change the way we so, say so, it. So, so there you go. That, that's my, my mum, who's from Yorkshire, giving you uh, proper pronunciations of Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll do better. I'll do better. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to remember that. They're the last game of the round, so get ready to, to correct me on it. Um, Wigan defeated Catalans 12 to 8. Um, Wakefield Trinity defeated Hull FC 44 to 12. Salford defeated St. Helens 26 to 14. Leeds defeated Hull KR 36 12. And how do you. Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Huddersfield uh, defeated Lee 42 24, um, which leaves us with six teams remaining in the competition. Um, we've got number one, Catalans. Number two were St. Helens. Number three were Warrington. Number four were Wigan. Number five were Leeds. And number six, Hull KR. So what that means is that this week there's only two games. We've got Wigan versus Leeds and Warrington versus Hull KR, which means um, for the next show, we've got Catalans versus the lowest-ranked winner, which we don't know yet, um, and then St. Helens versus the highest-ranked winner, and then the week after that, we've got the grand final, which will obviously be the winner of those two games. So on our show next week, we'll be able to say which team is playing Catalans or which team playing St. Helens. Uh, I'm a Wigan fan, so I'm hoping Wigan pull through against Leeds. And I think Warrington should beat Hal KR, but we'll know more next week. Um, but what are, what is your take, Richie? Do you have a, a grand final winner already in your head? I I'm think just supporting. I'm just Catalans? surprised how how calmly you went over the Wigan Catalan result because that's your team and they just took out the top team. It was Catalan. You just rested some players. Um, I was going to say it was very professional of you. You didn't show any yeah. sign of you know you didn't fist pump or anything. Um, I think maybe Catalan and Saint Helens, maybe. Yeah, you would think. Just that that's a very soft, soft answer there, picking one and two. But yes, um, 
potentially potentially that's probably what it will be but uh we'll have more news on that once those games are actually played so uh we'll we'll update that for next week um and Simon asked a question. That's probably more a question for for Paul, since I can't even say the name. <laughs> uh, he's, he is correct. Yes, the uh, uh, the the uh, the George Hotel in Uddersfield uh, is where rugby was founded in uh, the 29th of August, eighteen ninety five. Thank you, Mister Google. Yes, nice. Yeah. All, all the knowledge. Um, and yeah, Catalans were resting players, so that's that's why um, it's. When you when you got that number one spot and you know you're already safe, you, you can rest people. So yeah, I wasn't jumping up and down that week and got the win. Still um, claim it. Still claim yeah, it. Claim it. Yeah, as long as they win this week, it's all that matters for me. Um, yep. As a heavily biased um, Wigan fan. But anything else you want to add, Richie, before we move on? No, just lovely chatting with you, Brad, as always, and and with Simon and Mark and all the other viewers and Paul. Yeah, Paul great work as Paul. always. And Paul's Great work mom, as always. Um, this week. Yeah. So, we learned something new. Yes. Um, watch me balls it up next week. I'll still forget. <laughs> um, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight on the standoff with Brad and Richie uh, here on New Zealand Sport Radio. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. New Zealand time on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thanks for joining me again, Richie, and good night, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 